Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Flame On. I am Brian. I have assembled assembled the Avengers. I mean, I have assembled the cast of Flame On here with me today. I have Oral. Hi, everyone. We have Jared. Wasn't I amazing? <laughs> Just drop the mic. Uh, Jared. Hi. My brother, Jeff. I would rather us be the Defenders. I yeah. was in a movie. Scarlet Witch is not the Defenders. Is this all we're going to hear about today? I think it is. Uh, well, you know what? I actually have really good critiques. To talk about Good. the Avengers. I can't wait to get into it. And finally, Pat, back here behind me in the producer's booth. Yay, I got a booth. Like, almost literally a booth. You got a booth job? I, uh, I did, I did. I don't have to wear pants for this job. He's a booth bear, so I mean, he could be a booth. Nice. He's, I don't know. Alright, so yeah, let's just dig in. So we got the Avengers. We saw it. I think most of us... Why don't I, Jared, did you see it? I was going to see it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh. Okay, well... Do you care about spoilers? No. There All will right. be, by the way, spoilers. In case anyone is wondering if we will say anything about what happened, we you will. You can't really dig into the meat of it without spoiling something. I agree, but people still are like, oh my god, why'd you spoil that? Anyway, so if, if you're going to see Avengers and you don't want any spoilers, just skip ahead 10-15 minutes. Exactly. You or, think we'll be wrapped up in 10 or 15 minutes on Avengers? <laughs> I'm really hoping. But... Let's just start with the fact that it was a juggernaut of a movie, not to mix a continuities or whatever. Still is. It, is it really? The second weekend, of course, it was number one again. It made, what, over $180 million opening weekend? I think so. Second highest from... I forgot what the first highest was, but... The Avengers. Oh, it was the second highest <laughs> yeah. the Avengers? Okay. The Avengers had like $202 million opening weekend, and uh, Avengers 2 had uh, $187.2 million. For the opening weekend. It's good to be Marvel. Yeah. yeah. I don't think uh, Kevin Feige, is that how you say his name? Is it Kevin Feige? Is it Feige? Is, is it like the yogurt? Feige. 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 Kevin Feige? I don't know. Uh. I think he's pretty secure in his job for the foreseeable future. Um, What do we think? 
Talk about the good and the bad? Yeah, start with the good. Um, I thought it was, for the most part, entertaining throughout. Um, it tried to push the, like, fleshing out of the, like, the team dynamic, and you see the tensions building between Iron Man and Tony, and you see kind of, like, the lines drawn between, like, I, I guess Hawkeye and Black Widow on Cap's side, and, like, Hulk on, Hulk and this random doctor who's pretty much Amadeus Cho's mom. So that's yeah. what that was, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They kept referring to her as Cho. Yeah. Yeah. Amadeus so, Cho? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, you kind of see the, the lines being drawn in the sand, um, and Tony trying to prevent the world from falling into chaos like it did during the Chitari invasion by ultimately creating Ultron. All thanks to you. Why'd you get in his head? Yeah, well, really. you messed him up. Wanda. First, let's talk about Wanda. Since, you know what? You know, you're here with us today. I will say my first issue with um, the Avengers is that there wasn't enough Scarlet Witch. <laughs> like, it needed more Shocking. Scarlet Witch. The second time they went to Sokovia, more Scarlet Witch. Yeah. The first time, you know, we're just out and about, witty banter, the party, more Scarlet Witch. <laughs> I did like that they stuck to, in many ways, the sort of classic Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver. They start out as bad guys, in a sense, misguided mm-hmm. by Ultron, or by Strucker, then Ultron. And then they come around when they realize, oh, look, this guy's actually a megalomaniac. Because they're not evil. They right. just have a strong sense of justice. And they hate and- America. Well, not no, America. they don't hate America. No, they hate Tony Stark. They hate they- Tony Stark for yes. the fact that he almost blew them up. And for good reason. Like, that's the thing that we started to kind of see in this movie is that even though you save the world, there are still consequences and repercussions to the life that you have led. Um, so with the Hulk, the Hulk's just not going to get off scot-free. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and when it comes to Stark, he made weapons, awful, awful weapons. And you don't just get away with that. And, you know, I, I think him creating Ultron as opposed to Pym, who I hate anyway makes sense that he's trying to, you know, wash the blood off his hands for, from his past. And in doing so, blinded himself and created this horrible monster. And he did it very much as an outgrowth of The Last Avengers because he was so traumatized by almost, like, he saved the world, but almost not saving the world and almost the world ending because of something so far outside of their realm of control that they just lucked out, really. I do like that at least they explain the... Well, how does man mag- magically overcome the big obstacle and create AI? Like, well, they basically use the mind gem as that, that little push over the edge. To really say. confusing, too. Like, I, I got what they were doing at first, but then I was like, but so is Ultron the mind gem? And if he is, the, the mind gem is in vision. So I'm just like, I, that, that kind of the mind gem. No, but it was the power of the mind gem that kind of boosted the AI into some kind of an organic. They were interfacing. Jarvis with the mind gym to create yeah. Ultron. So Ultron is an extension of both and neither. Just oh, like Vision yeah. is kind of an extension of both and he says neither or right. whatever. Yeah. But I mean, it was still a little weird about that. Now, I will say, as much as there was not enough Wanda, of course, I thought that there was not enough Vision as much as I love the way they did Vision. Can I say that Partway through the movie, I totally forgot Vision was coming. Yeah. Until he's like, I'm going to create this thing. And I'm like, 
holy shit, that's right, Vision is going to be in this movie. And they mentioned the Resurrection Crest or Crash pretty much at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, well, this is a way for a character to die and come back. Didn't even occur to me that this would be a way for Vision to be created until later. And then it was like, oh, all right, that works too. Um, But yeah, like I I love James Spader as Ultron. Did a very good job. Yeah, and it's it's not fair to say, you know, sometimes an actor, their mannerisms, specifically when they're they're being like a villain um, or a megalomaniac is... You know, they have this sort of like affectation. He has this affectation with his head and, and I like James Spader. I think he makes an awesome villain. Like it is the blacklist. It's like the blacklist of the Marvel universe, except, you know, he's going to kill all life. Is he a bad guy in that show? I've not watched it. He's a anti-hero. Yeah. Okay. He's okay. He's, I watched the first season and I started watching a little bit of season two. Um, it's got he's got good elements, but you never know where he's going to end up on any given issue. So uh-huh. you don't know if he's your friend or if he's your foe. So it's kind of a Hannibal Lecter so- of sorts. Except Hannibal, at the very end of the story, is always going to be the one to kill somebody. I gotcha. James Spader, I mean, he's he has heroic moments. Okay. Hannibal, I don't think even in the show has had any well, heroic in the show, no, but maybe moments. In the movies. Yeah. But I liked his portrayal of Ultron. I, I think it was great. He was amazing. Ultron bores me to death. Yeah, and the he's comic so books. One note yeah, he's comics. a very lifeless kind of character. He's just destroy humanity, destroy humanity. Uh, Spader actually injected him with some personality, and yeah. I didn't get it when they first cast him. I was like, "What?" Maybe, maybe Robert Downey Jr. owed him a favor from a long time ago yeah. in all those movies they were in together. Well, somebody pointed out to me, and I forgot if it was on iFanboy or where, where it was, but Ultron is an extension of Tony Stark. Therefore, he should have an extension of Tony Stark's personality. Which includes the sort of quippy... Caustic. Yeah. So that made a lot more sense. And as much as I do kind of wish they had worked in Pym, because I do like Hank Pym, and even though they're whatever... I, I don't you know. hear that, Maddie? Watch out. Black eyes are coming. I, uh, Lord. didn't think about that. No, I mean, Hank Pym is uh, not crucial to the story, of course. It is very... It makes so much sense in this Marvel Cinematic Universe that it's Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of upset though because I understand why they have Tony Stark create Ultron. And I see the, I saw all the seeds of Civil War planted through the first 90% of the movie. Then at the end, they're fucking basically like eye fucking each other yeah. and like kissing goodbye. I'm like, why not, why leave it that way? Yeah. Why not leave there with some, you don't have to be like, I'm going to punch you in the face at the end. But leave it with a bit of tension, mm-hmm. you know, agree to let, let bygones be bygones, because then you'll pick up whatever Tony's been doing in the meantime at the start of Civil War. But you have them basically kind of forgiving, you know, forgiving and forgetting, letting bygones be bygones. You set up this throughout this entire movie. You had you perfectly set up Civil War. And now you just kind of whitewashed it at the end. And that's the only part that I was kind of upset about in the in the setup for it. Well, I don't, I don't necessarily see it like that. I mean, you can have major disagreements with, you know, your friends and your coworkers and not hate them. You just disagree. You could still be happy that they, you know, they saved the world. You know, they had a few casualties, but ultimately they saved the world. Like I, I see why you wouldn't want to go out on a sour note. But, like, it's not like everything they did in that last scene kind of, like, washed away all of the tension. The tension's right. still there. Yeah, they're still diametrically It's opposed. like having a good friend that's uh, politically opposite of you. You know, they, uh, they're they your friend, 
and you you want to you know be their friend, but you also you know disagree with them profoundly on a philosophical issue. Now, the one thing I did read about with Whedon is that he really did not want any of the tie-ins to other parts of the larger story of the Infinity Gems, and actually fought the studio to get rid of that awful scene with Thor going into the the vision pool, the vision pool. The Lazarus Pit of the Marvel Universe, but it just gives you... It's reasons. not a Lazarus Pit. I know, pit. I know. But it, it, it was just so obviously ham-handedly done as a way to, oh, look, there are these Infinity Gems. And he fought against it, but he had to take it because, A, it's Marvel. B, they wanted to cut the cabin scene with Hawkeye's family, and he thought that was really a nice organic way to explore their relationships. Also characters. to set up more and more the big swerve of, we're going to kill Hawkeye, JK. Well, yeah, that too. Um, although I kept thinking of the ultimate continuity where they basically kill Hawkeye's family. family? I and thought... I was just like, oh God, they're going to die. Well, an, ult- an ultimate continuity was Black Widow that killed them. Yeah, well, so. and they played up the Black Widow thing. Too. So there's a lot of things like, you're like, oh, that's, no, that's not what they're doing. Now, um, Nick Fury did come back, of course, that we didn't With a helicarrier. Was, with a helicarrier, which we'll talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. here in a little bit. That's interesting. Theta Protocol. Be, yeah, the way they tied all that in. My, um, listen, my favorite part was... And we'll talk about it later on. We'll talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. later on. But uh, the episode before Ultron uh, premiered in the movie theaters, Coulson's little nod to, uh, he mentions Fury's name, and he goes, oops, spoilers. Mm-hmm. And that was I one of my favorite lines from, from S.H.I.E.L.D., tying into Ultron. It's very meta and kind of funny. But, mm. but so, no, what, what did we not like about them? So I started the whole thing with the pool thing, which I thought was just... A totally lame way. And besides the fact, Scarlet Witch was giving them fears, not visions. Okay. The fact that Thor had a vision because he had the sphere, that doesn't make sense to me at all. Right. Well, that's supposed to tie into Ragnarok. Ragnarok. That's, uh, that's going to be explored. That's why he goes back to Asgard and whatever, whatever is set into motion with Loki as Odin and all of that. Uh, but but you get what but you get what Brian's saying though like he Scarlet Witch gave him a fear yeah but so would Thorn have that in the back of his head yeah well but that well no no but that's the thing their fears also led them to truths that's what the whole and it, it's it's really bizarre and it's kind of like Wanda's powers they're weird well yeah that's so that. she's messing with <laughs> <Chaos>. their boss <laughs> no she's she's telepathic right she's she's telekinetic and that's what her powers it's bullshit Wait, she's Jean <laughs> Grey. I was so mad when I when I heard that that was the only like dark cloud over my head when I went into that movie because ostensibly they turned her into Jean Grey. Right. And what 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 I get is with when Scarlet Witch's powers are based off of probability. So when you just do that and you say it's kind of like science and magic mutation and sorcery, you get it. It makes sense. She makes the improbable happen. When Bendis took her and kicked her up a notch, um, and people have done this before when she's the nexus of realities and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff, like he gave her a power boost and now it's reality warping, which someone said it's like a wish power. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what it is. But you know, Franklin Richards does it and it's psionic and it makes total sense. When she does it, I don't understand what's going on. It's, yeah. But, I- but when you do both of them together, she tends to not make sense at all. Yeah. And so you got to choose one and the other and or the other. And I would rather they've just done that yeah. instead of just turning her into Jean Grey. Cause she can do all of those things. Right. But the, like the way they kind of like limited her 
which you would have to do for movies anyway. Like, I completely understand that. It just, it's the only, like, fanboy sort of rage thingy I have because it's not, like, I gave, I, I had to deal through the Nova Force not being the Nova Force. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, not having Scarlet Witch as, like, pure Scarlet Witch irks me, but I'm glad she was in it. I really like Elizabeth Olsen as, as Wanda, and I like that they made her eyes flash red. Yeah, that was nice. What do you think of Quicksilver? I did not even remember that that's Kickass. That that's uh, what's his name? Uh, Alan, Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, I had no idea. I was like, who's this guy? And then I went back later, and someone posted something, and you know they were alluding to that, and I was like, oh my god, he looked nothing like his previous depictions. And, and he's things. been working out. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Um, I was sad, of course, because I actually like Quicksilver. I think he's kind of a he's kind of like Namor to me. He's kind of a dick. I mean, he is pretty much a dick, but he's like. Good, good-ish. Depending the on the writer. Depending on the writer. Yeah. And uh, I guess Whedon even shot a scene where he did show up at the end with the new Avengers as one of them. and What, to throw people off the fact that they were going to kill him? I think it was to leave options mm. so that if the studio decided at the last minute, and you know, actually, no, let's keep him, they would do that. But uh, I'm glad he's gone. It simplifies the Fox versus Marvel issue about two Quicksilvers well, out there. Well, the Marvel Comics took care of that this, or is coming this it's coming that they're going to take care of that. It's not even that. It's just that, you know, I don't particularly like them together because I feel like they always pigeonhole them together. Um, and then because it's the ultimate universe, they're still giving off this sort of like Creepy. incestuous vibe. Yeah, yeah. And so with him out of the picture, she gets to shine. Wow. I will More say, screen I, time I, for Wanda. I squealed at the More, end. Oh, did you? I, I, I. Why? The outfit? Mm-hmm. Really? You like the outfit? Well, I'm missing the head. You know, piece. she put That's... some she put some some lightener in her hair. She lightened up her hair a bit. You know, yeah. I just because... no more gray hairs. I don't know I... whatever she's got. I just I, I liked it overall. Like, was it the best movie ever? No. Yeah. But did I was I entertained? Yes. Did you Did you enjoy the nod to uh, fanboys everywhere when Vision had a catcher? Oh, and they just oh. had they shared that look, and I was like, ah, oh my god, like, I'm real. melted. It's I like your that. own human sized vibrator, Wanda. <laughs> I was upset though that they, I, I get the Mind Stone. I know that we all knew the Mind Stone was going to be in Loki Scepter. Like, it, it just, it was there. They just hadn't touched it and obviously it came back around in this movie. But I wanted, I was so hoping that it would be the soul gem. Yeah. For Vision to make him more human. Oh. You know, so that piece of it. And then he turns it, and then by, by proxy becomes our warlock. See, and I just want Adam Warlock proper. Yeah, no, me too. I, well, we all do, but do we really think that I don't yeah. think I, it's. It would be a pain to pull that off. I mean, it would be. It's going to be a pain They'll to change his origin, right? And it'll be a pain when they finally introduce Thanos to be like, if they go anywhere near his original story, they're going to get deep into like eternal lore and all I just that don't shit. Think they're going to do right. Much of so backstory. the introduction of him bit. is going to get modified. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, but they could just have him pop the fuck up like he does at the beginning of Infinity Gauntlet. Just hey, I'm here. Yep. Yep. Thanos quest even because that's the first of Infinity Wars. You gotta have Thanos going around collecting stuff. Well, I mean, obviously he's they're gonna do something with Ragnarok probably in Civil War probably, but you know he's gotta show up somewhere. And that's kind of the curious part is now that Vision has the mind gem. Is Take it going to be right out. yeah? Thanos gonna show up and just rip it out of his skull? You know, there's gonna be a scene. It's exactly that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So I'd be curious actually what. After watching the movie and seeing the way things kind of fell with Iron Man saying, you know, we got to do whatever is necessary to protect the people and protect what's coming and blah, blah, blah. And the way that Cap kind of held him to be accountable for what he did. I would be, 
I would enjoy if they took the Civil War premise and flipped it and make Tony Stark the one who's anti-superhero registration yeah. and Cap the one in favor of it and you ultimately mean, well, kill... Uh, Dark Knight, Batman be Superman, Dawn of Justice League. But ultimately... looks like a hot mess. Yeah, but ultimately uh, have uh, Iron Man dead at the end instead bleed. of Cap. Because it would solve the Robert Downey Jr. issue, actually, too. Actually, yeah, that would be good for that. So, um, so yeah, I think overall we all liked it. I mean, it was fun. Is it? I'm sad to see Whedon go. Although, if the rumors are true about him going to the Star Wars, God, man, he's going on to that not, is fine with me too. He's been quoted as saying he wants to go and build his own universes again. So I don't know. I don't know how true those rumors are. Yeah, because I've heard that. I've heard he wants to do it. He still wants to do a Wonder Woman movie eventually because that's what he wanted to do for the yeah, longest DC time. DC would be a fool if they turned him down again. Yeah, with all the problems they've been having, but they would still fuck it up. Yeah. yeah, they would still. Find Whedon a way. would be like, "Screw you, I'm done. We're not doing this." Again. I mean, that, that's the whole thing. You've got the DC universe that's all dark and moody, and then you've got Whedon, who does dark and moody, but does a lot of humor and a lot of, um, you know, bright spots too that they just don't seem to put in there. If they were smart, they would do any movie with him and kickstart their universe with it. But you know, Marvel may have him on a uh, no DC clause as well, so you never know. Yeah. We'll just see. All we know is he quit Twitter yeah. oh. because he wanted a quiet space. Well, yeah. And damn feminists. See, and this is where... Don't say damn feminists. I know. We'll damn get, crazy feminists. We will get we like the so good much tumble. <laughs> we will get so much tweet. Ladies, you can have all the opinions you want. I love you. No. <laughs> Are you... I accept them. The, no, no. The... What was the kids in the hall thing last night? Oh, I am, I am <laughs> I have supportive. A good, no, I, I have, have a good, good attitude. attitude about menstruation. Yeah. That the was Dave little... Foley skit. And internet, if you haven't seen Kids in the Hall, go watch it. It's yeah, fantastic. I, oh my God, it was great. All right. Movies otherwise. Uh, one, one last thing. Yeah. Can I just say, you may not have liked them having to, you know, shove the, the vision quest into the movie. But when I saw the Infinity Gems, I got all excited. You mean oh. Infinity Stones? The, or they still, they still call them stones, right? No, I think somebody mentioned gems. There was no, some point they, where they're, they're stones. Uh, well, the yeah, mind yeah. gem is oh, it, well, the yeah. mind gem. So it's weird combination. Was it? This is the Ra's al Ghul, Ra's al Ghul debate, isn't it? It depends on where you're from in the universe. I you call them a stem Thanos or a gem. My guess is Thanos takes it to one of those little places that tumble. So he gets a little tumbler oh, and he puts geez. the infinity stones he, in the tumbler. I think it would be like he takes it to like the 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 galactic jewelry appraiser. <laughs> like, let's see. I believe this is a yeah, this is a power stone. That's that guy in Xandar from Guardians. Remember he's got the crazy collection and the collector? No, no, no. Oh, the, the other, other guy. guy. The other guy. Um, the sub collector. I have the fanboy irk though every time I see them it's like that's not the right colors. It's not the fucking right colors. Power stone was red. Soul soul stone is green. Oh, they changed. Mind stone is blue. Oh, they change them. God, red, yellow is the reality stone, motherfuckers. You just Calm you, get, down. You, you get over it. It's okay. Yeah, I heard they're doing a promotion with the comics, like DC did with the rings, where they're going to be doing oh, like Lord. stones or something. I don't know. Again, give you a little baggy. All... Give you a little baggy of bling. Yeah, <laughs> here's your here's your crystal meth rock. Uh, take this with your it's, poly bag. It's years off. I'm just I'm just rolling know. with these. As long as they if they put little sticky backs on them, and I can just pop one on on my forehead and be warlock <laughs> oh, for a day, or put them on your knuckles. Yeah, exactly. Just pop them right on your knuckles. What's up? What's up? Mother comes up to you. Give me a bling, bitch. Did we talk about the trailers for the new Star Wars and or uh, Dark Knight? Uh, we we talked about them. Um, I, I believe. I don't. I don't know. I don't think we've talked about the Batman v Superman one yeah. for sure. 
Do we want to just have a collective uh, bitch uh, thing for like it's a just, minute? I'm just not one minute venting. It looks yeah. depressing. It looks so depressing. You know what? If if I didn't, like, for some reason, even though I know it's pretty much the Dark Knight Strikes Back just inverted, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just not. I'm just not interested. Like, I'm just not. The Nolan tone of the DC universe is just so same note. But it's not even Nolan. This is what I can't... Well, Nolan was a producer on Man of Steel. Yeah, but he had little to do with it. It was David Goyer. Goyer's but also and Goyer's been writing for a lot of stuff. I know, stuff. and Goyer's take is always dark. But this, always is, dark. this is the problem, though. Christopher Nolan's Batman made them money. Right. Nothing else they did. The last time they tried to do a... A light tone Green movie was the Green Lantern. It bombed yeah. for them. Yep. Yeah. Then Nolan comes in, does the Batman trilogy, and it's all dark, depressing, and gray, or sepia tone, basically. So they're going to take and run with that. So that's why they put Nolan on as whatever consulting producer on um, on Man of Steel. And that's why we get a grayed down Superman movie where Superman's killing people. I still think, though, his role on it, like they were inspired by his take. But I don't think it's him. I'm telling you, it's Zack Snyder, which if you watch any other Snyder film, they're all pretty bleak. And then it's uh, Goyer, because again, everything Goyer has done superhero-wise is dark. He did I, the Blade stuff. I thought 300 was pretty upbeat. <laughs> no? <laughs> well, anyway, the trailer looks awful. Go, Spartans! We're not fans of it. The new Star Wars trailer, however... Looks great. Oh, you know my what? God. This is what makes me so sad, is that like at my core, I will always be a Marvel fanboy. But I can still see, you know, the strings and, you know, sometimes Marvel, you know, misses it. And yeah. I'm just, I get it. Like, I totally get it. But to see people defend Suicide Squad oh, yeah. and, and Batman v Superman and they're all like, well, Wonder Woman's coming. They're like, look, this is going to be awesome. I'm like, you don't know that. Like, the way I go into any movie um, is is the way I approached Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> I just wait to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Other than, cause you know what? If you have no expectations, you cannot be disappointed. That's true. You just wait and see. Lowered expectations. I may be, yeah, I may be super surprised by Batman v Superman. But the biggest surprise will be if I'm actually surprised. Yeah, no, right. I, I, I'm kind of the same mindset. Now. But Star Wars looks fantastic. Oh, but watch, it'll be disappointing too. Yeah, the, the, the interesting thing was they did the second trailer, which looks great. And you see Kylo Ren, the, the new Sith Lord, presumably. And then the Vanity He's Fair so article. Dreamy. Yeah, and they the put Vanity out any Leibowitz photos for all the major characters. No mask, it's Adam Driver without facial Did hair. Did anybody not realize it would be Adam Driver? Of course, everybody, I think everybody knew it was Adam Driver. Although some early speculation was it was, it was actually um, Luke. Oh, really? Thing. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, the real shock was the Chrome Trooper is Bren from... Brienne? Yeah, Brienne from Game of Thrones. I'm Gwen- like, Gwendolyn Christie? What? I yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Oh, well, all right. Cool. Did you not know? Not until the Vanity Fair thing, no. Yeah, that, that brief rumor that they There they was put, a rumor, but I... Well, that rumor they shoved back in the bottle of Max von Sydow in the movie being Boba Fett. Oh, God, that keeps popping up everywhere. Though. Yeah. It's like, but they keep saying, they keep trying to... Put that down. Like, no, no, that's not true. That's yeah. not true. So, uh, what's the next big movie? I mean, we got uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man's like later in the summer. Is there anything? It's like oh, June? Comic Mad, Mad Max is before that. <gasps> Mad, oh, yes. yeah, Mad oh. Max is what, oh. two weeks from now? It's, and it's next weekend. It's, oh, it's yeah. next, next weekend. weekend. That's right. Oh, oh I want to see that so I'm bad. I'm super excited. I'm going oh. to see it in IMAX. And I like, that trailer make it dick hard. <sighs> that trailer. All, all of the trailers. But yeah. Especially the one where the... The more they show, the more I want to see it. 
Like, and I've never been a huge Mad Max fan. I do like really? Tina Turner. I, I like it. I just it was. I'm not. A, it's not my. It's not a huge thing. You know. It's like it's okay. But the Tina Turner stuff, of course, I love. Well, yeah, like I Mad Underdome. Thunderdome is my favorite movie to quote, but like those movies are just like, hey, excuses for action sequences, yeah. excuses for bad car crashes, oh, yeah. something bad happened. It's, it's like and almost porn. people went to shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm very excited, and everything looks great. So, um, nothing else with movies. Shall we move know. on to television, please? So there have been some unfortunate cancellations. Boo, man, yes. NBC brought down the hammer. Boo, Constantine is dead. Uh, not, well, dead at NBC. Dead at NBC. There may be some plans to try to save him. They brought back the game. They put that on BET. S- Stephen, so. Stephen Amell, the guy who plays, uh, Oliver yeah. Queen on Arrow. He, he pitched. Well, he's basically crossover. still, he's still saying that the, it, there's still hope out there if they put it on the network that there could be some kind of a crossover. Well, maybe he could be like at least a special guest and then maybe he could be on that new, um, DC show, Legends of Tomorrow. Please not, please don't put him on a dumb the title. CW. Well, they, like they can't though. It's like the, the tone of Constantine. I only watched a little bit towards the end, uh, when Brian was watching it, but their tone is completely different. There's no teen soapiness to it. Who would, you know, it doesn't seem like it would live there. There's yeah. adult soapiness. Yeah. And I think we can all, we could, like, I as a fan of the series could take a hit, like, production wise, and you could just throw it on, Sci-fi, sci-fi and I, I'd be okay. Or Hulu or Netflix, even. Sci-fi is even cutting the fat, though. They killed your uh, your show Helix. Well, Thank yeah, God. I was going to mention yeah. that. I wasn't going to watch the that. The end of the Helix second season, the writing was on the wall. They pretty much wrapped everything up, and it was awful. Mm. But you know what's coming awful. back? Defiance. <laughs> I, I need to watch second season. I didn't watch it. I like Defiance. I, I liked it, too. They're still making that whole continuity with the game? I think so, Wait, but nobody's what? playing Nobody's yeah. playing Defiance. Yeah. I don't understand. When the show launched, and the, uh, they put out a, a game, like oh, an the, MMO. Oh, the video game, not yeah. the game. But it, the, in okay. things in the... I was confused. The way it was supposed to work is that things on the series would affect the game and vice versa. Right. The game no one's playing. But the game, like, it's, Sorry. it's glitchy, it's repetitive. It hurts awful, yeah. And, and nobody's playing it. Yeah. And I understand why nobody's playing it. But as a series, it's cool. No, as a series, it's, it's, it's kind of socioeconomical exploration of, uh, aliens among us in a post-apocalyptic sort of new world. That it didn't kinda, bore you like alienation. I was gonna say, oh, it's man. like alienation without the spoiled milk. Or rather, with the spoiled milk, which makes you intoxicated mm-hmm. if you're an alien. Um, they also canceled Forever, which I know Pat really likes. Oh, did they cancel it? Yeah. I know people oh. that watch that. Yellow Griffith cannot keep a show. Is that the, the Emmy who's also Immortal. Mr. Fantastic who, yeah, yeah, he keeps okay. dying. It's, he's basically John Barrowman, uh, he's, uh, Captain Jack. He like keeps his, back to life. his no, son well, is played by, I mean, uh, kind of, you know. Judd Hirsch from yes. Taxi. His yeah. son, that's right. Oh, that's yeah. kind of freaky. Well, it's, it's his, it's yeah. his son by being raised. They, they go into the backstory. He's in the, uh, concentration camps and he and his, uh, the main character and his wife end up raising him so they tied it 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 was interesting the first couple episodes really played on the the premise way too much the point is that he he's an immortal he was um killed on a slave ship that his family owned he was shot thrown overboard um that i guess triggered his immortality he does, still doesn't know what what happened or why it is his highlander gene yes basically mm-hmm. that can be only one yeah. uh but there but every time he is killed or anytime he's killed he disappears from wherever he is and emerges from a body of water naked. naked. So 
he gets pulled out of the the Hudson River. Like he just he pops up and he's like, "Hey, all right, the police have arrested him a bunch of times." The, the whole thing, uh, but he has to constantly move because he can't just be the same person in one place because people are gonna be like, "Um, yeah, my grandparents knew you and they're all dead now. So why are you still here?" Yeah. So he fakes his school, his schooling, does all that, ends up working at the um, at the morgue. So he's Duncan McLeod if he was the pretender. Yes. yes. Oh, very yes. well put. A lot of a lot of combinations of other things that have well birthed this. He's dead now. It's sad. Um, you know what I'm not going to miss that got canceled? What? The following. Really? I'm not going to miss that. The first season I thought was supposed to be really good. It's okay. And it got worse from there. But I, they killed off the main guy, right? The, the, the main villain. And then it became sort of directional. No, because he was the main guy was back in the second season, but in a much lesser role. Well, they wrote him off to a point. And, right. I, it was just, yeah. I mean, I like uh, James Purfoy, the guy who played the main bad guy. Oh, Kevin Bacon's okay, but it? it was just, it was a Kevin Williamson creation. Oh, oh I didn't know so that. So some of the writing was good, uh, and other parts of the writing were terrible. People talk like they never do in real life. Exactly. And the people make decisions, like to, the FBI to catch a serial killer makes just every dumb decision possible. Mm. Uh, justified wrapped up. Did you ever cut I need cut to finish it. it. Again, I will have to defer discussing the ending until later, but uh, needless to say, it wraps up very well if you like the characters. All of the characters have their own little moments in the sun, and it's it's nice. Okay. Um, now let's talk about things that have not quite wrapped up. One of them has for the season, and the others are almost wrapped up. Uh, of course, I would like to start with Gotham. Uh, I did a five-minute drunken tirade on comic book bears that are probably forthcoming when this episode is up. So if you really want to hear me rant and rave for a while, uh, much to the delight of my show uh, co-host, then you should check that out. But I will needless... I, I won't do that here, even though I've been drinking another giant can of Modelo. Uh, this one's a <laughs> shalata. Um, <laughs> shit-a-lotta? Shit-a-lotta. <laughs> you're going to shit-a-lotta after you're done. Yes. You're going to get the run. I'll get my vitamin C, though. It's beer and... Tomato Bloody juice. Mary. Yeah. So uh. it's, it's a... Beer tomato juice. With lime. With a hint of lime. Some salt. That, I like it. Blue. Now, I, dysentery? <laughs> maybe a hint of ballsack? <laughs> Sweaty ballsack. Oh my. Um, so needless to say, did we all watch Gotham? Have you watched I am ba- I am behind in the following shows. Flash. Gotham. Grim. Shameless. Arrow? Arrow I'm not watching Arrow. Um, I'm just, I'm behind a lot. RuPaul's Drag Race? Yes. Oh, MG. You Bad see what queen. happens when I, you, when you get it all professionally, you lose the ability to do things. I am so, I have been so disgustingly busy. And when we get to the comic book portion, the, I, mm, mm, get ready. Cause I'm about to snatch everybody's edges back. Like I oh. just mm, can't. Mm. So, anyway, so yeah, I'm behind in a lot. I'm going to spoil Gotham. I'm not going to spoil Flash. I'm not gonna spoil. Why would you not spoil Flash, the show that I'm probably never gonna watch again? Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. You don't watch it. Alright, well, uh, but do you mind if I spoil Gotham? Go ahead. I, okay, but who, who here has seen through the end of Gotham? I'm raising Yay. my hand. Pass raising his hand. I, Brian told me about it last night, and I, after he told me about it, I have no desire to watch it. Oh, there, there is no reason to watch it. It is so, it sounds so bad. All the commercials were like, I'm, you know, tune in for the last five minutes and blah, blah, blah. The last five minutes are the fucking weakest part of the goddamn show. Yeah. Like, seriously, you have fucking Kid Bruce Wayne and Alfred tearing apart a library for the entire episode, only to then push a button, yep. and a wall moves, and that's it. And there's a What the fuck passage. is that for? Why? Was 
was Thomas Wayne Batman? Like, I, I just don't get it. You're really just, there's no purpose for Batman to become Batman the way they're telling his story. There is no purpose for it whatsoever. Unless he fucking falls down a goddamn hole and there's bats that fly at, fly at him at the beginning of next season. No point whatsoever. Well, I mean, they may do the um, the traditional Batman thing, which is the the bat breaks through the glass and he sees the bat and that and it makes the shape of his fucking crest. Is that where he gets it from? Yeah, it it kind of it's a no. weird thing, but no. So here, here's so that's a big problem, of course. They're they're doing stuff in the show with Bruce Wayne because they got to do something, and he's going to Wayne Enterprises and he's digging around. And Wayne Enterprises are being corrupt and they're, they're trying to kill the, they're trying to do stuff to like see what he knows. And he meets a young Lucius Fox. Uh, and Lucius is like, oh, you're a young scrappy up and coming inventor named Lucius Fox. Basically, and he's like, your father, cause one of the business people is like, oh, your father, he was in on the take. He knew what was going on with us selling arms and being in criminal enterprises, whatever. So Lucius is like, your father was a, is a good man. He was a stoic wink. And I'm like, well, okay. I, li- I like the way that they did it though. He, he had him walk out, um, uh, Bruce to the elevator and then Bruce turns and he's like, look at me. Do not move your head. Like it was, like, I like the way they set that up. Yeah. So they're you trying know. to keep him from, um, like he was talking so the cameras would pick up and read his lips or something. Yeah. Um, but needless to say, the clue, the clue, your father was a stoic. So the way Bruce figures out that his father had this secret now that he knows that his father has a secret is by going, wait, my father was a stoic. He had a book by Marcus Aurelius who also was a stoic. I'm going to get that book and open it up and oh my god, there's a remote control in the book. And when I press the button, music plays and I can go down into the cave. To the ceiling. To the ceiling lights flash and Man. bells ring and he was in the fucking cash cab. Are we just not caring about phrasing anymore. What did I say? Go down into the cave of my father. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> I'm working through issues, all right? Um, so yeah. that was the aw- that that's one awful part of it. Okay, there's many other awful parts. One of the other amazingly awful parts is that the last time we saw Fish Mooney, she was shot, yeah. probably fatally through the gut by a sniper. It looked like it. The only person on the fucking show that can shoot. The <laughs> only person you could be five feet away, have a fucking machine gun, still not hit somebody totally that G. has it, that isn't moving. He wasn't moving around all that much. Still missed him with every fucking bullet. So she gets hit. So she's in the plane. She's in the helicopter. Gets gets hit by the sniper bullet, but still has time to go get a hairdo and get vajazzled <laughs> she- on her head. There were little beads all over her, and it looked like a mohawk. She's going full on Callisto at this point. Yeah, it was. It Got was her heterochromia sad. eyes going. Anyway, so so let me or let me ask you. When's the last episode you saw? It's a new day. In the GCPD. Oh, man. That's the halfway point. That's, near, that's almost near the halfway point. All right. Point. So that's okay. That's okay. Now, if someone asked you what would be the main thrust of the season based on what you've seen so far, what would be like the way you would culminate the whole season, the first season? Um, moving Penguin into a crime boss on his own. They did that. Um, probably killing off Maroney. Yep. Um, Although, yeah, he shouldn't have died because he's a big player in Gotham. But you know, um, you you have Don Falcone. Don Falcone oh. finally being like what taken out. Yep, he retires. Okay, he retires to Florida. Okay. Um, Again, also Fish, a big part of the continuity of Batman, right? Fish moving back into Gotham. Yeah. Um, or coming back. Uh, and what? What would happen with Gordon? Uh, wait a minute. Uh, okay, Gordon, Gordon, the main show, main star of the show, what becoming uh the captain and not commissioner yet. No, 
Um, and then maybe the Riddler probably saying, peace this, yeah, peace out A-Town down. Kind of. You were really close. You left out, um, Barbara Gordon. Who cares? Did she die? Not Barbara Gordon. Barbara Kane. Did yeah. Did she die? Uh, no. In fact, so. Oh she God. a crazy bitch. She's a crazy. crazy bitch. They've kind of alluded to that, so I'm okay with them doing a little bit, but they basically turned her into her killer. They, she killed her own parents. I mean, she needed some kind of direction. She always looked pretty listless. Well. Like she didn't know what to do with her life. She fucked up about Put this. her on some vagina. That seems to do the trick. Yeah. Well. And they, they dropped, uh, what's her name? Um, the question, not the question. Um, oh, the, uh, the woman who worked for, uh, the lesbian. Yeah. The other, the other, the Montoya? good detective. They dropped her like a bad habit. I don't know if they just didn't like the actress or just, she has not come back. And I thought that was actually interesting to have them in there and sort of do like a Gotham Central. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Barbara goes crazy. And this is fucked up because, okay, she basically tries to kill Gordon's girlfriend, the, the Dr. Tompkins, I think. Mm-hmm. Leslie Tompkins. Leslie Tompkins. And then, you think about it, what does Jim name his daughter? Barbara. Right. What? <laughs> Why would you name your daughter? After your ex. After your ex. Crazy. Who's a crazy person who tried to kill your current girlfriend. Anyway, that's crazy. Well, they're um, already fucking with the content, with, with the whole, the mythos of everything, so. Yeah, they're Apparently just, they've just thought, they his daughter's don't. not gonna be born. They don't give a fuck. The other thing I thought from the very beginning when I saw Fish Mooney is, she is going to be a very important role model. For Catwoman, for Selena, to basically see this really strong, empowered, you know, mob boss and go, that's kind of what I want to become from this sort of street urchin that she started out as. They finally, in the last episode, pair them up. Up till then, like, they barely even knew who each other were. For five minutes. But yeah, for five minutes until basically Butch goes crazy, shoots both Penguin and uh, um, Fish. And then in the leg, well, non-fatal. Yeah. What his his zagzagation, whatever the hell you want to yep. call it, came undone. Yep. Well, yeah. And then fucking penguin throws fish over the uh, the building into the the pond, into the river, into the whatever the hell that is supposed to be. I guess the Hudson, basically. I think no, we've no. talked about this too much. Anyway, this all I'm going to say is, if you really well, want to no, hear me, and we we this is not even a like half of what the show was this yeah. week. <sighs> that just tells you how bad it was. It really. I just I want to keep watching next season just to see the spectacle of bullshit that they're going to do. I do hope the showrunner who I guess did Rome and the Mentalist, he leaves and they put somebody actually who knows what they're doing in charge, but whatever. All right. Um Agents of Shield, uh they I, did Oh, I don't care. We're well, I know you don't this. care, but no no, we the audience cares. We no, people, they don't. We I care. Yeah, I care about Shield. One thing you need to know about Shield is they're doing They the, found a helicarrier. No. no they're, they're basically forced, That would have been actually good. They're forcing the inhuman fight. Yes. Much earlier than you probably thought they would have. Right. And it is actually pretty good. The, I mean, because Reyna's a bitch that wants power. Well, is it? Or well, is she? it Chang Yi who's basically no. the... Reyna's the one that, that's... Reyna is trying to play them. I don't think so. I think Reyna actually had the vision because Chang Yi, she did the crazy thing. She had basically. She had a vision. Uh, Edward James almost came on the show as okay. like some kind of uh, a leader of a, a, a splinter shield, faction of S.H.I.E.L.D. Adama, yeah. Yeah, he was a leader. Much. He was he a leader was. of a mission. He Very was much. doing his best Adama impression oh, with a so giant good. mustache. Oh my god, I loved it. Uh, I didn't like the mustache. The leader of the Inhumans brought him in for a peace talk, or they, no? She'll want to go in for a peace talk to basically just come to an understanding with the Inhumans, since they now acknowledge that there's this growing amount of metahumans out there with powers, and uh, and then the leader of the Inhumans does a swerve and is like, ah, no, nah, just kidding. Uh, I'm gonna kill you because I've seen what happens when people try to, you know. Catalog their powers. Identify us and make us be accountable. We'd rather be hiding in the shadows of, 
Uh, and then Fakes, like, shoots herself like he shot her. Right. To justify. That's why I think Raina's actually, like, the... Poly, poly, no, who's the... Uh, the one who is like always said the wrong thing, always predicted doom, and there wasn't one, but then ultimately found out that the world was ending, and then nobody believed her. Chicken, boy, oh, Chicken Little. Well, that or Boy <laughs> Cried Wolf. There we go. So basically, <laughs> I feel like Cassandra. Yes. Yeah, there you go. I was, I was trying I was to let him struggle. It was fun. You bitch. Um, but I feel like that's actually what they just revealed, and Jang Yi or whatever well, uh, Sky's mom is is actually kind of kind of evil, but not evil, just protecting. First, first off, I'm going to call her Sierra. Yeah, because she's Sierra. from fucking Dollhouse, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited that she's even there, and that she wasn't dead after they yeah. killed her and left her on the side of the street. Well, you know, Cal put her back together. Well, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, like okay, you. so Reyna is pissed that because she wants power. She wants from the minute from from her entire getting her origin story from Cal. That's been the whole thing. She you she give her scraps, advantage. yeah. She doesn't want the scraps after a while. She wants the, the top, top of the line, whatever. Sky's mom is the one who makes all the decisions. Cause it started with the whole thing where she told Reyna, I will decide how and when we use, you use your gifts. So Reyna wants that leadership and that power position. That's what she's always wanted. So she has this vision and tells, Oh God, what's his name? Gordon, oh, Gordon. 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 The teleporter. This yeah, is an inhuman teleporter. I guess they introduced him no in the eyes. Marvel books yeah. in some little black panel on one issue of something. He's a Inhumans, yeah. He's got no eyes and he can teleport. Yeah, so he he, he always knows where they are and they call for oh, him and he picks reader. them up. He he's not reader, but kind of. Oh okay. people thought he was reader. Okay. But he's a new character. Anyway. So she tells him what she wants him to know. But and even if it is the actual vision, she plays it. Plays them against each other. And of course, she's the one that wants to then be the one who meets with S.H.I.E.L.D., which she knows will anger, um, Jing Li. Chun Li. Oh, so she's playing she's her. She's playing Sierra. her. Sierra. Daikin uh, okay. Lockman. Whatever, uh, whatever you want to call her. Yeah, I got it. And you. then you've got on the other side, Colson wants to go in because he, he's like a father to Sky. So he figures that's the easiest connection. He goes in, he sits down with her mother. They can peacefully figure something out. The splinter shield, the quote unquote real shield that came out of the whole, you know, the shadows led by Edward James Olmos is now say they, they've come together now that Ultron has come out in theaters. The theta protocol that they were all like, what is this? What is this? Is the helicarrier Fury's back? He is obviously, you know, whatever. They're going to reunite shield. So they re, they, they reunite it with Colson as director. And this other group, because they wanted to run their shield as a democracy. Here's three or four people or whatever, five people that they are. They all make decisions together. If it's, you know, it's got to be unanimous vote. This is how we're going to get something done. So that way there's transparency and all of this crap. So Colson, yeah, so Colson is their director. They're his advisory board. So they all sit down and say, no, we think. Edward James Send in Adama. Send, yeah, Reset the clock. <laughs> They send, they, they figure that because Colson is too close to the situation, he's not the right person to send but it. They also kind of want to stir the shit because they had that whole insurance policy thing. Well, yeah. Which was the gift he gave her and what was in the box? I don't remember. Oh, it was a little token that she was going to give to Sky yeah. and they never got a chance to and he found which it. Which is an odd they... insurance policy given what happened. I, I wonder if there was more to that. That though. was basically a, a token of goodwill. I think that was the big thing. They were, Shield, 
the whole episode, you're you're meant to distrust the Edward James almost shields and intentions. Yeah. But then once he did that, it was like, oh no, they were really coming in to kind of broker peace. Right. And that's when it was the swerve of the inhuman saying, ah, fuck you. I want you to know that you guys explaining this, and you're doing a very, very good job of yeah, it. Yeah, you still have no desire Just, to watch. I, I don't care. Yeah, I know. It's, and the more we talk about it, the more I think, you know what, this, yeah. But it's actually well written. It's getting better. I mean, it's been getting better. But this is the thing. The people that don't want to watch it, the people that that don't care, aren't going to watch it. Yeah. At this point, we're two seasons in, or about to be two full seasons in. We're getting a third season. If you're not into it already, and you don't, and you already have the the, the non-desire to watch it, you're not going to watch it's it. It's like during a big event like Secret Wars, we get the war journals or we get the the, the, ancillary the Ben Uric, uh whatever thing. It's like that. You don't have to watch it to, to enjoy the Shield or the Marvel Cinematic Universe main story, but it's nice as extra filler. Now, I, I can good, say, yeah. I can say that the girl who plays Reyna is probably going to be the loser in the battle. Yeah, she's she's going off she's the going preacher, yeah, yeah. and I can't wait to see preacher. Yeah, pretty sure it's exciting. All right, so let's move on because we, we beat Shield to death. I will say, Flash. They finally revealed Harrison Wells as the Reverse Flash. They even did Grodd. The, I haven't seen the Grodd, Grodd one yet, but I am excited. I do like Grodd. I, I, I will give him. I just give him props. Did for they do a good job of Grodd? Grodd on a TV show? But did they do a good job? The CG was questionable, but it yeah. was fine. Hey, Jared, what's up? What happens when Grodd becomes a communist? He becomes Stalingrad. <gasps> That's awesome. I love that. Very nice. The internet is well chuckling done. right now. Yeah, we're well all snor- we're all well chortling. Um, uh, what else? TV is that it? RuPaul's TV. Drag Race. Oh yeah. Which we can we talk about it really? With we're gonna talk about it because bitch, by the time this one no, gets around, no, I'm gonna catch up. Don't do this to me. Mm. All right, let me just put it this way: Ginger should have gone home. Yes. The internet and our fans may hate me for it. She should have gone home. This and, was not her. This was not her challenge. This was a very weak one. This this last episode, she should have gone home. Let us put this out there. We love Joshua. We love her husband William. Who made oh, I'm not saying anything about Ginger as a person. We love and support, and I am still like team sort of both him, you know, Trixie and Ginger. But I will Hashtag say team Katya and Katya. Now I will say Ginger should have gone home too. I mean. I don't know if she'd even agree with it, but like the way they edited it and the way everything looked, yeah. She is, she has survived to close eliminations and the second one really should have gone the other way. And so much so that when they were doing the critiques, you know, they didn't really even have any critiques that were She strong. had no negative critiques. Yeah. I haven't watched the Untucked episode, but apparently, um, the Untucked episode for this past episode, they all thought a different, cause it, it was a team dancing challenge. Where it was, it was prancing with the queens. Mm. So each, each of the remaining six paired up. So you had Trixie and Ginger, you had, um, Pearl and Kennedy, and you had Katya and Violet. And apparently they really thought that, um, Violet and Katya were going to lip sync for their lives. And it ended up being Trixie and Ginger because of the fact that, yeah, Ginger may have stumbled a bit. They worked it out, but Trixie had no negative critique. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Beaks. Um, you know, oh, Trixie got the axe again? I was, I was trying to dance around it delicately. Without, she did. Yeah. Listen, I mean, you'll, you'll see it all. It'll, so we're going down with, we have, uh, what, we don't the top tell you five? Who, who went out before. No. Except, <laughs> except so and so wasn't there. That I know that. Except I just write, I, I just listed everybody else. So that, if you've been true. keeping up, you know who was gone. Yeah, it was really um, unfortunate. But it's you know it's one of those moments where you just realize the whole thing is sort of rigged. Unlike some reality shows or competition shows, like I'm thinking cooking shows, like there is a lot of like producer driven storyline. And even though I, you know, maybe the final winner is sort of democratic-ish because people actually respond and da da da. Ultimately, it's whoever RuPaul and her producers want to win. And so. if you listen to "What's the Tea" with Michelle Visage, RuPaul's podcast, this past Wednesday they put out their first. They've been putting out episodes over the past couple of months, but Michelle Visage has been away doing Big Brother, doing the Battle of the Seasons store, doing all of that. So they pre-recorded a ton of material. They come out every other week. So they recorded like eight episodes while she was still here. This last one was the first episode that they talked about the season because they can do it now, now that it's been out there. Um, and two things that, that made me kind of laugh. RuPaul brought up the Trixie Pearl lip sync and Michelle Visage was all like, yeah, they didn't see, you know, Pearl embody Debbie Harry and, was the essence of Blondie in that song. And that's why, you know, why she won. And RuPaul says, you know, basically agreed. And then she says, I went to, uh, I went to see Blondie the next, the next night after the episode aired, mm-hmm. went to the after party, talking to Debbie Harry. Debbie Harry said, I like Trixie's better. No. <laughs> At least a little bit. Hashtag justice for Trixie yeah. on that one. And then the second thing was the altercation between Ru and Pearl in the workroom. Where Pearl just kind of sat sat and stared at her and was like, do I have something on my face? And instead of RuPaul just bitch slapping her like she should have, he had to just rein it in. And he goes, I had to put my producer hat on and realize this is a very good looking man out of drag. And that he's going to be a very popular character on the show. So I didn't go, bitch, you want you, let me go help you fucking pack your shit and get out of here. And had to just, you know, be polite about it. Because he knew that this was going to be somebody the audience was going to like. So... I mean, if this were actually going to be reality, Pearl would have been gone by now. Yeah. But that's, you know. And everything that, I mean, you can attest this more personally, but everything we have heard about Pearl as a performer and in and out of drag, Ugh. she's a messy bitch. Her performance messy. wasn't great. Messy. She's very extremely charismatic. Extremely charismatic See, and that in surprises drag. surprises me. Oh, my God. But, like, it's this amazing, like sexual tension type of thing i was working backstage for white party and i swear to god i thought pearl was hitting on me and i i almost called for an adult i was so (laughs) i was like i I don't i don't know what to do violet was surprisingly like sweet and nice and they had an issue they lost their flash drive with their music and she was uber apologetic and she's like oh my god i'm so sorry 
I was like, I, I actually can see why people like you because they're having to interact with you. And I mean, when you see them on the show, you only get to see what gets put on television. Yeah. So when you interact with them, you know, Kennedy, on the other hand, they didn't really do, they didn't have to do much with editing. Yeah. And know. I'll just leave it at that. It's it's interesting seeing them in real life and the, the whole thing. But we have a couple more episodes. What, two more until the top three? Two more. We go down to five, and then they're going to do a top four episode because the 19th is when they tape the finale. So I had to look at the calendar and go, they're not going to tape the finale before the Ooh, final. I've got a chance to catch up. <laughs> so we're probably going to have, what, four more weeks? Because I'll probably, they may do a, a recap episode. I'm not sure. Huh. They usually do that between the, the last taped episode to give them time, I guess, to edit down the uh, the finale taping down to probably an hour and a half. What other television? I'm watching Daredevil finally. <gasps> Yay! Yay! Good for you. Do you enjoy it? I do. Actually, since you weren't here, well, you're watching it, and you, Oral, weren't here when we did our Daredevil thing, mm-hmm. were you? Do you have anything you want to, real quick? Um, You I, liked it, right? Any takeaways? I, yeah, I, I loved it. It... You know, it's selling comic books has really allowed me to understand that sometimes some things just aren't for you. It's not that they're bad. It's not that um, they're not interesting. It's that some books and characters aren't for you. And I'm not a very good street level person. Yeah. Um, however, Daredevil was done in such a way where, you know, I really cared about the characters. I wanted to see where things go, uh, went. I love their portrayal of the Kingpin. Like, they made me interested. You know, and that's, you know, has to deal with editing and the way you write certain things and you shoot certain things. But I thought it was bleak and gorgeous. And um, I like their, their take on Hell's Kitchen and that, you know, there are still some really seedy elements to it. Um, and, like, the old neighborhood versus the new neighborhood and, you know, what each of them represents and I, I liked it. I thought it was cool and the choreography is gorgeous and like that second fight is probably one of the yeah. best choreog- uh, choreographed fights I've, I've seen. The hallway scene. And, yeah. yeah, in a really long time. So, Jared? I really don't have much else to contribute many, to that. How many episodes in are you? I'm only in like five. Oh, but you've oh, seen yeah, so D'Onofrio. He's shown up now. Yeah, yeah. He's just the, uh, he's on the spectrum the, somewhere. The gory somewhere. parts were a little surprising. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. They cut you off guard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the NC-16 rating to it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they just did put out the synopsis for Jessica Jones. And it sounds like they're going straight up for Jessica Jones. For what Alias did? Yep. Okay. Does she have powers? She did at one point. I don't know if she still does. But we'll see. I'm very excited to see Tenet in a role that is like... In a, in a purple suit? In a purple suit with a... Awful American accent. Hopefully not too bad. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. And Powers, I should also add, got picked up for a second season, although they're replacing the showrunner. So Houston's out. Who was watching Powers? Anybody that had a PS4, I guess? I watched the first episode. It's not... The powers that I know, it, they took a lot of liberties, and they've who's still it. reading powers. I should I should <laughs> back I stop reading it for a while. But no, I mean it, Eddie Izzard's in it, and I'm a big fan of Eddie Izzard, so I'll watch it to see him. Plus, I like Bendis. I, I want to give it a chance. Why? Anyone care to wager? What Eddie Izzard? Yeah, Jeff likes Eddie Izzard too. No, I like Eddie Izzard too. But why do you, in particular, He's funny? And that's it. No. What? Because he looks great in drag? What? And? He's in Hannibal? 
and he's trying to insinuate they're attracted to him. No, I'm not. No, not just that. <laughs> he looks pretty rough lately. I don't know what you're talking about. Adam Family, the, the the Mockingbird Lane, no, the Monsters reboot, right? You just you have a fetish for everything Anglican. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. There's that too. Honestly, though, that's like way down. I've got there. some soggy tea bags. Oh, I've gosh, heard, honey. I've it. heard. Oh. <laughs> Social life picking up. Every, everyone gets one, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> that's my one? one. That's your one. Oh. Works for Spider Man. It works for him. All right, video game, video games. Now, video games. I don't have a lot to talk about, but I do want to mention that I just got Black Mesa, and I know I'm probably like. It's about a year way old. behind in all okay. this. Okay. I was I was just about to say, like, isn't there a new HD remake of Half Life Two? Yeah, that oh, that's what's and coming I need out. to get that now too. Yeah, okay, so. so I was wondering, I'm just like Black Mesa isn't new. I know. Did they but release I, a new Black I Mesa? I, th- I they, they put actually it on Steam. They are finishing it. Yeah, uh, they're they're gonna finish the the Zen levels that they never put in the original. So I've heard that that they're gonna. There was some big announcement that they were building up to the guys who did Black Mesa. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I love Half Life. It's one of my favorite series. I finally played Ori in the Blind Forest. What'd you think? That's gorgeous. Yeah. I heard what it was very pretty. It's Xbox and PC and PC. Yeah, yeah. And PC and PC. Oh, and PC. Okay. What 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 is it about? I don't. Know. It's a platform game, but you know they they tug at the heartstrings in the first ten minutes of it, and then you're just oh, they, uh, inundated with all this visual porn. Do they up you? Oh, in the they beginning? really, they really do. Yeah, oh. it's it's like a page out of Pixar. Oh, Your inciting oh, yeah. incident is just a gut punch. Oh, nope. yeah. Nope. What's it called again? Uh, Ori and the Blind Forest. I'll have to check that out. Um, I keep waiting for Bastion. Oh, Elite Dark. Fourth dark, dark something. It's a space sim, so it reminded me of Wing Commander, mm-hmm. but with a lot prettier graphics, like gorgeous looking. Um, and I posted something the other day, and one of my friends like was commenting about that of all random things. And anyway, I'm it's it's I'm waiting for it to go on sale. Which which one is this? It's Elite Dark something, uh, Dark Child, Tony Braxton, maybe I don't know. I've um, heard uh, Axiom Verge. That's about to come out. Or oh, yes, Elite I've seen that too. Axiom Verge is is uh, made in the vein of the old Super Metroid on Super NES, Ooh, only yeah. with uh, modified graphics and a bit more involved. But it's one of those kind of uh, Metroidvania. What was that game games. you were playing last night? It's like the weird platformy sort of. Oh, you... Mr. Jump. Yeah, I mean it's just a mobile game. I don't know. It it's it's curious. Flappy Bird with a little bit extra depth. Yeah, it looked pretty. So Axiom Verge. Uh huh. Um, I have played it. Uh, it's very much in the same vein as Metroid. Uh, it's sort of like Metroid Contra, that whole sort of like alien universe kind of Go thing. Go on. A good proper side scroller. Yes, yes, it is. It is. Um, you know, your, your curiosity is rewarded. So whatever items you pick up to kind of further your character through the environment, uh, you'll be you know, pleasantly surprised by these mm. things. There was a game that came out on the old Xbox 360, and it was based on a book by Orson Scott Card. Mm-hmm. Is it Shadow Complex? Oh, that one, yeah. Story aside, the game was fantastic. Yeah. The controls, it was the same like a Metroidvania, where like uh, you, you get powers which unlock parts of the map, and you get further in, so you're really weak at the beginning, you get stronger and stronger. Um, but that same kind of thing. The, these games, when done right, are very enjoyable. Um, I also am downloading Final Fantasy fourteen. Now really? that my semester is over, I have had several people tell me I need to play it, and I thought, well, 
I'll give it a shot. Let's see, I've lost uh, I've lost count uh, as far as like what is what past. Uh, this is the Realm 10. Reborn. Fourteen this is, is the, the second MMO. It's the second, the MMO, second MMO and the second attempt to do a good job because they killed the whole realm. Okay, and, in eleven. Uh, no, in 14. no, fourteen. The original launch of fourteen was so buggy and bad that Square, to get people using it again, did a full reboot and did it fourteen, a realm reborn, yeah. and so they, they basically redid Bahamut everything. Bahamut comes down and like takes out the whole world, and they reset everything, and just to get people, just to get oh, new players. Everybody who's cause... played it has said it's really good, and if you're a Final Fantasy fan and you like online gaming, it's great. Okay. You know, so. that's really strange because I, well, I should. Square doesn't strike me, and I I, I miss Square Saw. Oh, me like, too. I miss Square Saw. Square has changed since they became Square Enix. Yeah, since they did the merge, things haven't been As, the same. Yeah, because you know they that. they had such a a level. Well, the Fifteen looks amazing. Yeah, a, a level of detail, not just for like art. Some of their art wasn't the great. Some of the game art, like you you know Jared, but like their stories were always really like. Really what got you. That's why I used to play Square Games. I, I think the moment that they jumped the shark or whatever is X2. 10-2? 10-2 was... Charlie's 10, Angels. Yeah, Charlie's Angels. 10 was an amazing game. I don't Very know what gorgeous. you're talking about. I often fight with dress fears. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and, and some people really enjoyed that sort of game, but I... Uh, no, High watermark for the storylines was uh, Xenogears on the PlayStation. I still play that. Because that was a mixture of like... See, the first, the first disc of Xenogears is actual... Gameplay, and then the second disc is just movies. Well, yeah, but the story <laughs> was really good. It was. It I, was. I do kind of want to go check that. Every time the level comes up, and um, uh, what's the game? F- uh, Smash Brothers, the uh-huh. Xenogears level. Oh whatever. no, well, that's that's Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, well, that's whatever. different. That's, that's, that's different. not even Xenogears. No? No. Yeah. No. Well, it's a giant Look god away. creature in the background. I assume that it was related. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the DLC, the second. Um, and final DLC that we know of for Mario Kart 8 came oh, yeah. out. Oh, the 200 CC is fucking insane. People said it's just, it's a mess. They can't, they just can't. Well, it's because, like, I play with the Wii Wheel. And so playing oh, with God. the Wii it's very unforgiving. 8, yeah. Wow. It's, it's not. Wow. It's because I, okay. Do you play well wow. with the Wii Wheel? I, I do all right. It's, it depends. Right. Do you wonder um, how much better you would be with a proper controller in your hand? But you can even is, use the DS, honestly. Here's, here's the problem. I don't, I don't really know how to use a nunchuck. Oh! Okay. Really? Like, I mean, that's fine. You like, can learn that, though. It's, yeah, it's really, it's yeah, pro really, controller. It's pro controller. We have one in the house, and so. That's like your handicap, you let somebody else use but, it. But the yeah. thing is, is, like, I'm so used to, cause like, Mario Kart Wii, I got so used to that, mm-hmm. and I don't have the old, like, pro, I don't have the GameCube controller, and I miss it, but, like, it's just, it's a, it's a mess, it's a mess. I love it. The um, Ribbon Road is pretty much Toy Story done by Nintendo. Oh, wow. Okay. It's super cute. Like, the levels are great. Um, they're gorgeous. It's really fun to drive through them. Like, Cheeseland can fucking kiss my ass, but... Cheeseland? Cheeseland. Oh. Um, but it's it's great, but 200cc is... Is it just... Is the You is sneeze, the, is you the, blink, you're fucked. Is Ugh. the AI just broken like everybody? No, that- it's not broken. It's that it's fucking really good. So, like, if you, if you make one mis- mistake, you could have fucked yourself for the entire... For the entire course. Like, there's just very little you can do. But it's it's a blast. It's, it's a lot of fun. I have to check it out. Um, 
I do want to mention while we're talking about Nintendo that uh, Universal is partnering with Nintendo now. And in just 10 short years, we'll get our rides based on Nintendo characters. Exactly. But I'm excited. If they uh, can pull off a, like an actual life-size Mario Kart, though. Oh, my God. That'd be fucking amazing. That would be oh, amazing. my God. Or, or some sort of Zelda. I want Zelda uh, or a really good Mario ride. That's And then I'll actually go. I, I haven't been to Universal how Since about, I moved down here seven how, years ago. How about they gut Men in Black and make it a Metroid shooter? Yeah, oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm good now. I'm back. I'm back. You fight Ridley at the end. Oh. Well, they're, they're, oh. They're, they're, um, I read somewhere that there's rumors that they're doing this to um, start moving out Marvel. Oh, yeah. Makes because, sense. Uh, because Marvel, Disney and Universal are in talks to try to get that. Because that's we're the only place. years. Yeah. They have a thing for 30 more years in place. But they, that was signed years ago. Yeah. That was during the Avi Arid years where yep. they were trying to stay afloat Pouring by signing Marvel off properties. Yep. Exactly. But if they, they did it with Sony. So there is maybe a chance that this is the only, we're the only park, West Coast and all the overseas parks all have Marvel involved in it except for here. Right. Because that's how their contract is stated. So if that's true, they could be pulling out some of uh, some of the the Spider-Man ride and some of that stuff to put Marvel uh, to put Nintendo in, which would be great. Yeah, that would be enjoyable. All right, let's move on to comics. Well, I'd be sad to see Spider-Man go. I used to work there. But it, what if it showed up in a better form over at Disney? Yeah, but he well, didn't work there. But so. didn't work, he didn't work like, there. There's just, yeah, there's memories. just something about the Spider-Man ride. Yeah, it's it's memories. Yeah, comics. I have them in front of me. Sitting here, casting their warm, well, well, not really glow, but you know. Let's let's all travel back Uh-oh. a week and a day ago. Oh, Jesus. To a dark Black Saturday. Oh, my Free God. Free comic book day? Free comic book day is a really great day where people who wouldn't necessarily read comic books come into brick and mortar stores. And if you're a comic book worth your salt. Like you, you'll do it because right. it doesn't make sense not to. Like you can't afford not to do free comic book day. I remember there was one year even it wasn't even a new comic; it was a republishing of the first issue of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back from the eighties. Yeah, I think sometimes I have that. yeah, sometimes yeah. I do it, and that was great. Yeah, and so um, you get a like a smattering of the big two and what they're planning, and like um, you get some some stuff from smaller publishers that's really cool and cute and. This year, this year, slim pickings. I thought. Um, I thought it wasn't that it was slim pickings. It's just um a lot of what we got from DC is stuff that we were telegraphed. Mm. Like there was nothing that was really um exciting and new. Um, divergence. Divergence. Yeah, not I'll, to be confused with convergence. I'll get to that. Um, also, not to be confused with the book series and movie series. Uh, yeah, not to be confused with those, unless they're trying. Maybe. Um, oh. This year was a fantastic year because I got to meet a whole bunch of new people, and Good. it was great. But I was driven insane. Yeah, past my breaking point. Uh-oh. Um, I kind of remember seeing you guys. We were there coming to the store. It was I, crazy this year. It was. We did a group uh, outing with the Orlando Gay Geeks. We did a pub crawl. With no booze. With, well, oh, there, the there was booze a, eventually. A pub no, we, went was. To, we went to Chili's and got booze. But then at the end, yes. We came back to the Geekies and had some beers. I just, I, 
you know, I know it's because of the movies and the hype. Like this year was a really good year, um, but it was insane. Yeah, like it was. You guys were out of the all new, all different Avengers. Yes, by like two o'clock in the afternoon, and we ordered heavy on that. You know, we did. Oh, I know. It's just some things just can't be helped. Well, that's good. It portends well because basically that was the future of the Marvel universe, Mm -hmm. which is this. All new, all different team that has somewhat all new. Uh, yeah, well, Iron Man's still there, although we don't know who are which Iron Man. Yeah, because they they mentioned we uh, we don't have Stark's money or whatever anymore. Yeah, female Thor, Black Captain America, Vision, Young Nova, uh, Miles Morales, Spider Man, yeah. and Miss Marvel, uh, Camilla. I can never see her last Kamala name. Khan. Kamala, Kamala Khan. Khan. Thank you. So Did I you mean, know how to say Khan? <laughs> there was the first name. It screwed me up. That's right. But no, I mean, it, and I really enjoyed the issue. I thought it was actually really well done. The divergence thing, yeah, you said it was kind of a wreck. Yeah, like uh, it's it's bits and pieces of DC. I, I hate the Superman one. I just don't. Mm-mm. I'm actually, and this, and you may want to get into this. I think actually I'm done with dc at this point i i really don't see myself the only thing i might keep up reading is justice league because the dark side stuff I, and the new gods that's my did you nip. yeah because you read the that's my thing like, i'll do that justice league 40 was great justice league 40 was amazing but let's divergence spins not out of convergence but just it's where dc's going right in this new direction past issue 40 and once convergence is over um convergence is a goddamn shitty ass mess. Like it's awful. I've been reading it, and there are okay. So there are the Shazam, the the Captain Marvel Shazam issue is good. There if are you bits like and that. pieces. If the, you like that sort of thing. The the Rekka question. If you like the question, it ties up loose ends with that. Good. Booster Gold was great because it's Jergens and it's old Booster. Superman and new booster. with the baby with Lois. I actually kind of liked. And so, like, if you're and please, this is not me throwing shade. If you're over. 38 and you have read dc comics (laughs) this is the dc event you've been waiting for because you hated the new 52 and you got exactly what you wanted and you see it's a goddamn mess i was it they gave me wonder woman old school wonder woman with red miss gotham and batman vampire was my first batman book it was trash Mm, yeah it was trash the part of the problem is they're giving these creators who are either older creators like Lynn Ween and Dan Jurgens and all that. They're, they're giving them two issues to tell a compelling story. And they have to shoehorn in in every issue the fucking domes. And, and then they have to do a mashup of two different universes fighting. And then they got to go somewhere with it in two issues. It's not enough time to do anything. And some of the writers are bringing back, let's face it, they're, they're kind of played out. They probably should just stick to whatever they're doing, which is... You know, great. But I mean, it's just awful. The main story is awful. It's awful. Which is sad because I love Earth 2. And like, I care about Earth 2 characters. I like, I like Earth 2 as well. Yeah. But you shouldn't use them as your, your main lens. Like, yeah. Um, it's good when they're doing their own thing and left alone. Yeah. And the problem too is that, you know, it's, it's chaotic. There are, they're bringing up all of these villains that they're either creating and introducing for the first time or that we haven't seen in, in years. Yeah. Like uh, over a decade. Obscure characters. And, and, and it's okay to bring back obscure characters if you do it well. 
Yeah, they're, but not, like, they're not doing it well. I, right. I don't like. I don't know who any of these characters are. Yeah. Multiversity was great. Like if Multiversity uh, had been an event, that would have made sense. Yeah, and Multiversity has weird echoes with Convergence. A it little does bit because it's that same mashup of all these different universes. But in this case, they're all combining to fight a common bad guy, right. which would have which would have been fine. But that's not what Convergence is. So let's talk. Let's talk about Multiversity because I. I actually had the same conversation the other night with Comic Book Bears. The the second issue, basically the end of the Multiversity series, I don't quite know what happened. And I love Morrison. In, in a, fact, in a Morrison story? I know, shocking. Get out of here. But I love Morrison's work, and I love digging into Morrison, and I'm not trying to do that here too much. But I, I don't – like, the only thing I really took away from it was there's this one part where the main uh, monitor guy, Nick Suotun, is like – Trying to solve a Rubik's Cube, okay? And they do this thing with panels where the Rubik's Cube, which is what, a, uh, eight by eight something grid, you know? Basically it unravels and becomes the panels of the comic. And so the whole idea is that the way to access other universes is by these panels in comics. And the whole conceit is the characters in the series are reading the same comics that we're reading as part of the series. And that gives them the ability to work together and transcend each other's like universes. Yeah, that was but my mind blowing up. But it was it was it was a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I like some of the new characters that we saw, like Aquawoman. <gasps> Aquawoman was badass. She was Damn. badass. Like I, I thoroughly enjoyed Multiversity from beginning to end. There were some issues that were rough because yeah. I didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. But you read it because you knew it was good. Like, you felt it was good. Like, even if you were, like, even Pax Americana, which was really dense and slow, like, I got it. Dense is the right word, though. Um, um, the thing I actually also want to mention is I'm reading The Filth by Morrison, mm-hmm. which I had always avoided because basically it deals with, like, dying pets. And I've had my share of those you know, in general. So I'm like, you know, Morrison talking about it. He's like, this was me trying to process my, my cat dying and all this stuff, but I'm reading it now. And I'm like, Oh my God, there's so much in the filth. Well, there's some stuff I should say in the filth that sort of preclude or preludes what he's doing in this. Having the comic books is like another world. I mean, it's all the stuff he's talked about in super gods that I think is really cool. And I like, but it's just, it's hard. It's really hard sometimes to, get what's going on but you can't enjoy it as like the ultimate crisis i mean that's the other thing is basically this is this is the crisis of all universes not the final crisis it's like not even infinite crisis because they already did that but it's the same idea every universe is having a crisis at the same time Mm. um so anyway it's really good it just wrapped up multiversity was great um everything else though talk about batman 40 no Batman Endgame was great. Endgame I, was. I read about the end of Batman Forty. Yeah, and I uh, the art was some of the best that Capullo's Capullo amazing. has done. Um, the story was really good. I need to reread it all again because there yeah. are, there are bits of it that did make sense, but I guess that's because he was in the labyrinth. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, Snyder's a very dense. Like Morrison, you have to kind of really pay attention to what you're getting. Mm. Yeah, but um, there there were just segments that just didn't kind of gel gel together, and so I want to make sure, like yeah. on a second rereading, like I, I totally got it. But it was great. It was entertaining. It felt like the stakes were high, and and it was it it was a fantastic way to to go out. Yeah. So even though he's not leaving. So well, so spoilers. Uh-huh. 
How long are we going to take Batman off the table for this oh, much? Probably maybe six months or a year. Six I mean, months or a year. It's the usual arc. Probably until next year because then you have the, the, the movie. The movie. But, I mean, I'm interested to see the Batman uh, as Jim Gordon in a mech suit. That's the robo That's kind of Batman. interesting. That's kind of different. You know, I'll go with it. Jim Gordon is his, – his star is rising, so to speak, with, like, the Gotham – you know, focus and all that other stuff. So you unjustly know. or otherwise. Well, unjustly, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'll, I'll I'll go along with that. But the Superman thing, the whole conceit is everybody knows it's Clark Kent now because Lois Lane exposes him. I just don't. I and then the issue that Ramita wrote Andrew. Oof. You know, it was fun. Yes, just. I mean, he doesn't know the voices, of those characters, no. which shocks me because he's been around. That's that's mm. the fun part. Is that like it? It was a it jokey, was really weird cyclical. mess. Yeah, it was really stunted, mm. um, and it was just it was a, a little bit of levity in a series that's gotten really grim recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and yeah. so it's like, oh, like he's human, so he goes out for drinks with he the gets, Justice League, gets drunk with his friends. Yeah, and um, badly disguised friends. Aquaman is wearing an orange like shirt. Some green with some slacks. green pants. Yeah, like it's like okay, I know who you, I know who it's supposed to be. The art wasn't for me because I don't like Ramita's art. See, I like his art. I, I just mm-hmm. shouldn't write. Um, I am all, although I will give Jen Jen Lee Yang. I actually heard a lot of good things about his uh, indie stuff, so I'm actually interested to see. But just the story and divergence, I didn't love. Yeah, no, I'm just uh, so DC is pretty much dead to me at this point. Okay, with well, again Justice League forty. Dark Side War. Great. New Gods. They're basically setting up the Anti-Monitor as some kind of former New God or something. And the, 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 um, the big thing for Dark Side War is that, you know, everyone complains that, oh, you know, it's a reboot, it's a reset, it's a crisis, and like, there's no, there's no sort of like lasting effects from right. them. Uh-huh. And that's the thing is that all, all of this happens. has happened over and over again. And so like, time restarts itself. Um, creation re, like, rebirths everything, but that's taking a lot of strain on yep. reality and itself. The, the new gods are outside of that and have seen this rebirth cycle. Yeah. And so, so it's, it's Jeff Johns trying to unify all of DC continuity. And make it some, all important. Mm-hmm. Make it all linked together, which it, sort of is cool. I mean, I like when Moffat did it in Doctor Who, but you know, it yeah. could just be a bunch of It's just not. Reality itself is going to come undone. So, right. but let's talk about something that we've been waiting for. Something that is great. Something that shows you that Marvel really has keyed into everything that they've been setting up. That they know what they're doing. That's not a mess. The shows they have ultimate trust in one man. Well, mm-hmm. he's a smart man, and and he's going out on a high note. And I've been waiting for this. Since Avengers versus X-Men. Well, I mean, we've been probably the biggest, like, defenders of Hickman's new mm-hmm. Avengers and Avengers stuff. So many people dropped and just didn't, they just couldn't, they just didn't like it. They couldn't follow they, it. They were being lazy. That's yeah, they were being lazy, but yeah. this is the they, thing about they, Hickman. They wanted it, they wanted it to be as strong as the end of Fantastic Four was. Right. At the beginning of the Avengers. Right. And if you read the Fantastic Four on a Hickman, which all ties into this, which I love, like it's it, you got to follow the desk like the individual stories and see how eventually it all kind of combines into this thing. Now, having said that, you don't have to actually have read all that to enjoy right. Secret Wars because really it all culminated in issue one with the Marvel Universe dest- being merged and or destroyed by the Ultimate Universe. And this kind of 
resets everything to some new thing, which is Battle World. Right. And that's what issue two dives into. Well, both are destroyed because the, yeah. the end of the issue has the tombstone for both the Marvel Universe. I, I choked up. I'm not going to lie. I choked up. It was sad. It was really kind of like, oh. And the Brevoort uh, interviewed. Nice. They were doing a, one of the the comic publisher sites. CBR. It was a CBR, yeah. and you know that was totally Hickman, just kind of you know whatever. And it's the Punisher logo. Yeah. There is actually a funny scene in Secret Wars one where uh, Wilson Fisk is basically like inviting everybody to all the villains to come witness the destruction of the end of the universe and one and last big like, blowout. Yeah, they're like, we're not going to deal with this at all. We're going to go out with a bang. And, and so, have a good old time. Yeah. And so none of the villains are out there. It's all the heroes fighting. And that's what I love about Secret Wars is that heroes, comic book heroes are personifications of these ideals that we have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like truth and, you know, perseverance and honesty and integrity. Mm-hmm. And all of those are great when you save the day. But when your back's up against the wall and it's either extinction or survival, all of that goes out the window yeah. and you're left with just this horrible, brutal savagery. It's, it is like, it is like the fight with Brienne of Tarth and, um, oh, and the, the Hound, Hound where she just picks up the rock and she's bashing him over the head with it because she knows if she shows any sort of leniency, if she you know, tries to reclaim some humanity, she's dead. And that's what I love about it. It's, it's us or this, these two universes bashing each other over the head with rocks yeah. because this is all they've got left. Right. Well, and for once, it's not a good versus evil thing. It's not somebody, it's not somebody being in the wrong. It's not, no. it's not a bad guy and a good guy. So you know who to root for. I mean, in the end of it, we know that, you know, when it comes out, there is no actual ultimate universe. So most of that's going away, but. The how it's going to happen, you have to sit there and kind of just be like, okay, well, somebody's got to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was brutal, and the the best part I think is the Doom stuff, which in the the preview or the the the, the other issues, New you know, Avengers, like yeah, yeah, Doom is basically like you think all is lost with his whole scheme is uh, being revealed as uh, Rabba Malam. Yeah, Rabba Malal, and you're like, oh my god. He's actually getting to confront God. It's like the Beyonders are basically kind of God in that, or, or if you want to go Morrison, they're the, the comic book creators that basically can do whatever the fuck they want to the universe. And Doom is the only character who will stand up to him and say, you know what? I don't want you doing this. And they, they don't really show what happens, but he- I wouldn't say that. I think Doom made the hard choices. Mm-hmm. And like when you read, well, I like the Avengers because this whole run ultimately boils down to Tony and Steve. Oh, yeah. One is uh, life and one is death. And that was great. Um, and when you read the last issue of New Avengers, where you found out Doom created this religion to help him save the multiverse, and he did some really fucked up things. He was a serial killer. He killed the molecular man. Is it the molecular man? Yeah. In every In other... every... Yeah. Because that... they molecular man is a bomb that will destroy the multiverse slowly. But it's... Like, he did what he had to do. He bought us time. He bought us time. He yeah. saved us. Yep. And, and, like, it's, it's cool. I've been reading some of the synopses for what's coming up in Battleworld, and I'm super excited. 
And we're going to get Jason Aaron doing a really weird book. Strange something? Thors. Oh, the Thors. But he's doing another one. It's like a sort of a fantasy sort of thing. Yeah. But the Thors is interesting. It's like the Green Lantern Corps, but they're all Thors. Hmm. They're Thors of the multiverse, and they police Battle World. Yeah, it's... Like, it's batshit nut crazy. It's the same promise of, like, Convergence where you're like, I want to take this character from my box, I want to take this other character from another box, and they're going to fight. But it's gonna fight. all good writers. Well, it, not yeah. all good writers, well, but they're good, good writers, writers on the things that we want to see. Like, X-Men 92 is finally coming. That's coming because of Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. A-Force is going to be Secret Wars. Uh, battle, um, uh, was it E for Extinction? The- e for yeah. The, the Morrison stuff, they're extending, uh, Burnham is doing it. Inferno. Inferno. Is coming back. What's, yes. Mm-hmm. Old Man Logan. Mm-hmm. Old is Man Logan. I'm very excited about Old Man Logan. Uh, Future Imperfect. Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're referencing, I saw the list they were compiling on certain websites and it was just gigantic nuts. by the end. It's, it's massive. Nuts. Like it's the, nuts. like the, the, the pullout that's the map of Battle World that shows you all of the tie-ins that are coming. In the next like four months, is it? Mm-hmm. So I was wondering how long is the event? Four it's months. It's four months. So we're basically looking at an age of apocalypse like situation here. So in four months, we're gonna tell all these stories. They're probably double shipping, so you're getting like eight issues or something. Maybe I don't know uh, per story. But I mean, by the end of it, some of them are five. Okay. So by the end of it, though, we will get back to something. So if you are a fan of continuity and oh my god, continuity. You know, you should watch, you should read Secret Wars. It's a lot of fun. And it is continuity. I think they're not going to just wipe the slate clean when they're done. Well, they can't. The characters are still going to be the characters. Right. So the, if Peter Parker's Spider-Man is in, is there at the end of Secret Wars, that's the original, that's Peter Parker. That's not a new Peter Parker. Yeah. Like it's, well, we're, well, they haven't said. They really haven't said. There's renew our, renew your vows. Which is like kind of like the, the MC daughter. thirteen. Peter and Mary Jane are together, and mm-hmm. so Mayday is there. Um, and then you you have Spider Verse that's going on with those characters that we saw in Spider Verse, and then you have Peter somewhere we just don't know yet. So I mean, it's it, the Marvel universe for the first time ever is actually in some state of flux. Were they doing an Earth X Battle World book at all? They should have. If because they didn't... Hickman's love for Earth X that was surprised me that they didn't yeah. even go well, here. I think I think. It's everything that he's done, and he had to leave some things out. Yeah. It um, might be reflected in the Secret Wars main book. Could yeah, because when you when you think about it, like it's not just. I keep forgetting, even though I really love that run, his run on Avengers. I wondered why, because you know, like when some people write uh, like an event book, some of their characters that they've already written sound really good, and then some are kind of like broken yeah. a little. Like I'm just like everyone just seems so great, and he has this really awesome take on Ultimate. You idiot. He wrote Ultimate Read. Oh, right? yeah. Well, that yeah. whole stuff, like, he talked about in an interview on 11 O'Clock Comics that, like, he was thrilled to come back to those characters. Although, I think he said it in sort of a fishy, sort of vague way, but that was the idea, and he's getting to bring them all back. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's, it's awesome. Now, I do want to move on um, to some other stuff. Uh, X-Men, the rumor is they're going to put them on their own planet. Because uh, the... Terrigen bombs are now poisonous. Them. Yeah, to we'll see if this is actually legit. This is all bleeding cool. Who knows? Which, I mean, they said that it kind of already played out when Quicksilver tried to use uh, Terrigen crystals to restore mutant powers. And Oh, back in the X-Factor books? Both. No, it was before, before, it was before that. It was after like, like M-Day and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah after M-Day. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was uh, an X-Factor book. Yeah, it was, it was Madrox X-Factor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But um, that's the rumor. We'll see what happens. 
Uh, any other Marvel stuff besides Secret Wars? They're still wrapping up things. Some books, Hawkeye is going to just continue unaffected. We, we never mentioned Cyclops Phoenix. Oh, that. Oh. that he was, got put on the life raft. Yeah, that was odd, though. That was a I don't weird. Know, but it was like a weird, like, I shoo him in there. I mean, I assume all the people on the life raft are going to have some role in the main book, but. Yeah. It was just weird. It, it, we'll get to that. Um, Uncanny Avengers, Scarlet Witch is no longer. That's Avengers. right. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. High evolutionary abducted the children as, as kids. From their gypsy parents. From the gypsy parents in Stokovia or wherever the hell they are. Stokovia. Yeah, and then in the Sikandis Mountains. In the, in the, with Mount Wondegore. Sure. Yeah. Uh, they took him away and he experimented on them, gave them their powers and put them back. And I guess Magneto somehow just sort of glommed onto that. I don't know. In, That's the, in my mind, I'm not buying this. And it's, it's, you know me, I don't, I don't think I got that one character that's got both of their powers. I, I, I really, I have really big issues with you, like, doing like this unified retcon. Oh, okay. Like, oh, with the movies? Well, retcons are retcons. Sometimes they happen. But like, I, I just don't, I don't care. Don't be stupid. Uh, like, fiction and film are two different things. And I hate that we have to cater, not to the uninitiated, like, but you just, you know, if you've never read a comic book, read this. Well, isn't this that? And it's like, no, that's a movie. It's like, well, I thought it was Marvel. Fiction and film. It's the ongoing debate of the Game of Thrones book versus the damn show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can have two separate things. And right. it's you kind of have can still to. still be great. No, yeah. You, do, you yeah. do have to. But, um, yeah, so what else? Uh, Marvel, though. Is that it? Um... I think that's pretty much the big I'm stuff. Just, yeah, we're just waiting. Probably missing something huge. But basically, some of your titles will be ending sooner rather than later. Some of them are doing the last days thing to kind of carry them through. Magneto's doing that. I think uh, Silver Surfer is doing that. Silver, I think so. Uh, Miss Marvel, maybe. Like, there's a couple that are doing that. Mighty Avengers, of course. And then others are just like, no, nah, we're done. Did I haven't kept track. Did the Dance Lost Silver Surfer book do well? Okay, I like that it. as well as the other ones I've ever done. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all red art is awesome, but some people just don't like it. They just mm-hmm. don't like all red, and the stories have been very Doctor Who, very uh, case of the week, fun. Yeah, capers. He did confront Galactus though. That was kind of fun. Again, so does Squirrel Girl, by the way. Also, not ending, going right through Secret Wars unaffected, and it's well, awesome. Thank God. Do not. Ro- I saw those eyes roll in the back of your head. Squirrel Girl is a lot of fun. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, you, I saw that. No, it's, it's a good all ages book. But it it's makes got, sense. it's got sort of the bat girl from DC sort of like all ages maybe, but like younger readers that aren't like kids. Yeah, no. I think a, would get the humor. Good, they'll get the tech, you know, all that stuff. It's a good book yeah. for, for like all ages readers and like people who just want something fun and quirky. It's not for me. It, it is quirky. It's very quirky and it's good. Um, Image or other indie as we kind of roll them together. I do want to mention uh, Afterlife of Archie is excellent. It's been really good. Sabrina has Sabrina been Sabrina really number two finally came out. Oh, yeah, not really. It took forever. Um, and Af- uh, Archie versus Predator. That's all right. Like, it's my, stupid fun. Yeah, it's my... fun. If I, if I had to choose one um, Archie title, it's going to be Sabrina. Because Sabrina is just right up my alley. And yeah. it's dark and it's creepy yeah. and it's super fucked up. But they're doing some fucked up stuff even though the comic style is still there. Like the 
the damn parent and I forgot the other artist guy. Um, he told me his name, but the other one is doing the predator one. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's in that style, but it's still dark because they're killing people. Yeah. Um, and they're doing the Sharknado thing. They announced finally. Yes. Which is again ridiculous. They're doing a one-off issue tie-in. I mean, kudos to uh, that that whole company for for trying to get some new blood. Yeah. Well, into what big- can be a very one-note. And they're doing Property. really well. If it wasn't for the delays for yeah. uh, Afterlife and Sabrina, they'd be better off. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with that, but the uh, they're doing a reboot of Archie too with yeah. some big names. So oh, with Mark Wade and so, uh, actually Archie's ending with six hundred and sixty six. <gasps> so that's gasp. That's a- so yeah, that's the end of Archie, um, and then like we'll get the re the relaunch. Yeah. Um, the uh, other stuff that's been really good. Uh, the Descender. Descender by Jeff Lemire. Very and good. The art's gorgeous. Ugh. It's AI without all the boring parts. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, there's the, the, uh, Gabe Hardman. Oh man, I should look this up. It's like a political far future planet. Invisible Republic? Yes. I really have enjoyed that. Hickman's, uh, although they've only done one issue to come back, the, um, Manhattan, Manhattan Project rebooted. Yeah. It's been great. I mean, I've enjoyed that all the time. Actually, one of the strippers, so we went down to Miami this weekend, or Fort Lauderdale, sorry, and we went to a strip club. There was a stripper there who looked at Nick Which Patara. strip club? Uh, Spring Richards. Okay. Nick Patara. Oh my God. I was like, it's, it's freaking me out. So I actually, I actually messaged him. I said, are you stripping now in Fort Lauderdale? Cause he's been posting all these Frank Quietly art pieces he's been buying because he's a big frank quietly fan of course mm-hmm. if you see his style you go obviously he's a frank quietly fan but i mean he, you know it was kind of me being stupid and just trying to so he he is i believe coming to heroes con i'm very excited nick's great lots of fun um so manhattan project's been great east of west is killing i love i just i love that whole world the hickman's built bitch um, planet has been fantastic I have not read the most recent issue, but up to that, I was like, oh, okay, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's really good. It's better than Odyssey. ODYC? ODYC mm. just isn't my thing. It's, um, yeah. Gem and the Holograms has been a blast. Really? It's been a, it's been a blast. It's, you know, is it award winning stuff? No, but I really like it. Yeah. And I like the revamp. They made all the girls, I mean, I like it because these girls finally look realistic, but there's still that gay aesthetic that I want where mm-hmm. they all look like they just, they lick bouillon cubes and eat air for dinner. Um, Do they have yeah. the computer? Heroin chic? Yeah, no, no. Synergy's they're sticking close to the story. It's yeah, just... no, Synergy is there. And, okay. you know, they help out with the community center, which, you know, it's the orphanage and just, uh, like, it's all there. Okay. It's all there. And Kimber is, I think, bisexual. Is she a dirty Leslie? She she's bisexual. Okay, well that's that's consistent. At least she likes she likes what? No, it's no. consistent with jizz and the mammogram. That's what I'm saying. That's all that I know of. Really, that's not canon for that's gems and the hologram. I assume Oddly that's canon. Not. I assume Oddly it is. not canon. Uh, and the art by uh, Sophie Campbell. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, what was the new space book with the le- uh, the gay character? Captara space. Why you gotta be like that? Yeah, that was cute. I enjoyed that. That's um. Uh, the, the artist, Chip Zadarsky from, uh, Sex Crimes. That's Sex Criminals. One, Sex Criminals. That's one of his, that's, Sex Crimes is a Beck album. Um, or a song. The, uh, the, the Sex Crimes, uh, oh, and he's doing that. And he's doing Howard the Duck. Did you mean Sex Laws? Sex Laws. God damn it. 
Shut up. I blame the chalada. The, Next, um, he's just going to start saying sex bomb. He's going to say Tom Jones is sex, sex bomb. bomb. <laughs> I think it's time we close. Aww. With a Tom Jones reference? Yes. That's a great way to do it. Now, I do want to point out, by the way, uh, we are now on uh, SoundCloud. We've been Ooh. for a little while. We're in the cloud. And uh, we are on most recently uh, Stitcher. Thank you. And uh, we have been told by our network we are the third most downloaded show on Nerdy Show. Bronze is Who still something. I don't know. I did not stay for that part of the meeting. But I would encourage you guys to go to Nerdy Show's website. They have a brand new site design. It's really nice. And there's an app for Nerdy FM. We have, I believe, an ad from Oral circulating. Remember that ad we recorded? Mm-hmm. That should be circulating on there. So, so you many may takes. hear us. Yeah, really. <laughs> you may hear us on there. Uh, we will be providing Patreon content. If you have not checked out Nerdy Show's Patreon, uh, that, that is the way you can support our show. We will be providing bonus content very soon. And we also have an Amazon link set up for Nerdy Show, and evidently that's doing pretty well, too. So if you go to Amazon anyway and buy stuff, go through the Nerdy Show link and help us make some money off of Amazon. Yay, monies. When, and are if gonna, you're, when are we going to see some of that monies? Yeah, someday. Actually, there's there's talk very soon. It'll probably just go to Facebook ads. But the... Oh. um. The uh, the Heroes Con is coming. I will be there, I believe. The one in Baltimore? <laughs> that is no, that's the one in Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. I'm sorry. You could. Oh. Who? Oh. Aaron's about to have his second kid. I ain't going nowhere. Oh. Jared, do you want? You're go? gonna live at the shop. Would Where? you like to go to I Heroes Con do. with me? What? Yeah, we'll talk. Um, the Nerdy Show oh. has had a good representation there recently, or the last few years, and we have hosted panels there, and they're really sweet. So no, we have uh, some convention stuff coming up. New York Comic Con is coming. We no, probably no, no, will be no, there. No. Oh, stop! Don't be a hater. You know what? I really look behind the scenes. This is how it works. Everybody gets to do shit, and I stay home and mind the fort, aka chain to the store. Whose home are you at? You got one bitch, <laughs> and you used it. I can't go for two. It's about to get ugly in here. You know what? I could say some things, but I'm not because with that, flame off. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to Nerdy Show. Dot com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out FlameOnShow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 